Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Protein Bros Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, a friend of mine, a guy that I train beside on a regular basis and that I look up to when it comes to fitness. His name is Nathan Martin. He is the general manager and the head coach at MC CrossFit in Martin City, Kansas City. And uh, he's a really good dude. He's a good representation of what CrossFit training is um, like and, and what it represents. And uh, he's full of knowledge. And in this podcast, we talk about all sorts of things, whether it's uh, CrossFit methodology, we talk about, you know, some of the um, negative stereotypes that are involved with CrossFit. And we just um, kind of talk about life in general. So give it a listen. I hope you like it. It was a really fun conversation. And uh, here it is. All right, guys. So today on the podcast, we have a guy who makes me feel bad about my mobility on a regular basis. Also makes me feel bad about my aerobic capacity on a regular basis. We all have one. Yes. And uh, somebody who uh, I've had the pleasure of competing with and, uh, and learning from on, on a regular basis as well. The one, the only, Nathan Martin. Welcome, dude. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Ah, oh, thanks for coming on, dude. You know, I totally intended to bring that gold belt buckle that we got a couple years ago, and I was hey, going to wear it. I forgot it. It's You're kidding me. Shelf. You got a belt buckle? We got a belt buckle from the War Horse Games in 2020, yeah. 20, or 2019? I don't know. Something like that. It was over there at T Boone Pickens was, Stadium, uh, wasn't it? I think it was the last time that they did it there. Dude, the beginning of that, so me and Nathan were partners, and uh, the beginning of that, it had a running workout where you had to carry a stump. One person had to carry a stump. A tree stump? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And, uh, Legitimately? Nathan looked at me, and he was like, dude, are you going to be, you know, he's like, you just want to switch on and off per round? And I was like, sure. And uh, it only took one round for him to be, like, light years ahead of me and just be like, dude, give me that stump. I'm just going to carry it the whole time. And that's when I knew I was in for a long weekend. Well, we didn't get the memo that like, all the other teams like took off like shot out of a rocket. And I know. We were like, we're going to pace this and we'll pass it back and forth. And then one lap around, everybody was like a full half lap ahead of us. And I was like, we got to go. Dude, I, 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 at that moment, I realized like, oh, my partner is in uh, way better shape than I am uh, right now. So. Truth be told, that was my first time being introduced to you, Nathan, was in like, uh, Kyle's like, yeah, dude, I just uh, just did this contest over the weekend with Nathan. He's uh, he's the coach at MC CrossFit now. Were you the coach then too? Yeah, I just started as general manager maybe like two or three months before that. Oh, right. my God. That's yeah. a, the one lap that I had that thing on you my like shoulder. Smile. That's like not a smile. That. That's a grimace. Like, like, you knew that picture was coming. Yeah, there we go. Hey, we won money. We did. I donated money into that through Supplement Superstore. Yeah, so it was did, like we're yes. paying me back. <laughs> Incredible. You guys won the thing, huh? We did, yes. Yeah. What's the belt buckle look like? Does it actually have the Warhorse logo yeah, on it? Big. It's it, I put it yeah. in. My, That's pretty dope. Or my wife put it in my bar, so sometimes I see it. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, there we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nathan's the head coach of uh, MC CrossFit. How long you been uh, coaching CrossFit, dude? Coaching CrossFit, um, it's going on five, five or six years now. The uh, wild MC CrossFit. We've been around since they first opened, and. Uh, Man, what an awesome group of people. It'll be uh, MC Cross that's been around nearly six years in May, I think, because we had our five-year anniversary last year. So, I, I My first post of uh, in MC Cross, it was in 2017. And uh, Grant is in the background of the post that I made. <laughs> Old Panda. Me, me and Panda in the back of the, in, in the, uh, in the post that I made. So I thought instead of just getting into, hey, man, what's CrossFit? 
and the the old boring way of explaining CrossFit. I Googled this morning. Oh no! I Googled what is the negatives or what's so bad about CrossFit. And I came across a guy named Lucas James. Now, Lucas James is a celebrity uh, trainer. And Lucas James has some things to say about CrossFit. And I thought it would be fun to go through his points and see what your opinion is on these points. Because I think at one point in this article, I actually read that he said that you can die doing CrossFit. So I thought it would be fun to go through here. It's a good start. And see what your opinion is on these points. If you and don't know Lucas if James, can, if you can refute them, oh no! Let me tell you about Lucas James. He has been featured in U.S. Weekly, Bravo, CBS, and the um, you know the the Wall Street Journal of media, TMZ. Yeah, it seems oh. like uh, on the internet, on the interwebs, there's plenty of people that get mad at CrossFit. They don't like the uh, they don't like the. The pull-ups, you know, the kipping pull-ups, people get really livid pissed about that. Yeah. Let me read you the first one, and then we go (laughs) switch it back and forth. Is that cool, Kyle? That works for me. All right. Number one, CrossFit is a fitness fad. While others are amazed by the benefits of CrossFit, some think of his training as a fitness fad. That is very dangerous and poorly implemented. So should you or should you not try this training? I must say that you better think twice before you Ooh, give twice. it a try. Think twice. twice. That's uh, That was his professional opinion as a celebrity trainer. Think twice. What's your opinion, dude? Is it a, is it a fitness fad? Is, is CrossFit a fitness fad and should people think twice? Well, I'd say we're past the, the fad stage. What? Uh, Certainly. 2000. Three two thousand four. Um, it's kind of when it like all yeah. started. CrossFit's it's turning been, twenty. Been around, yeah. It's getting mm-hmm. ready to turn twenty. They're there, still so. uh, killing it with uh, deals with you know the likes of Noble mm-hmm. brands like that have sponsored them in the past, like Reebok. Yeah, I th- yeah. I, I think the important Nike thing has their own CrossFit shoe. Yeah, is you know just like in the world of supplements and just like in the world of of nutrition, is things are sick, cyclical. So you get you know popular you know. You know, CrossFit will always be there. It'll go through points of more popularity, less popularity, more popularity, and on. But I do think that there is a new wave of people who are in the training space who are interested in being athletic. And I think they kind of gravitate towards uh, CrossFit. Oh, and I think the, the the big thing, Kyle, like you just mentioned it, if you came from athletics, where can I get that competitive feeling every exactly. day? Exactly. That is true. There's nothing like it, man. Yeah. I have nothing to get like my it. heart broken every day. It's either so that or you, you put on the orange theory, you know, uh-huh. chest yeah. thing and look at the scoreboard as you're jogging. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, true. That's kind of how I got into it. I was looking for some type of competitive outlet, you know, once realized my uh, athletic days were over. Um, and uh, there was a trainer at the 24-hour fitness that used to be here in this Ward Park Brick Mall that's no longer here um, that – you know, he, at the time he was doing like handstand walks and muscle ups in 24 hour fitness. And like, who is this crazy guy? Um, handstand walks is kind of a showboat, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. He was showing <laughs> just up, a up sm- and down the, just the a slight flex in, in the hallway. Are, yeah. People are running on the treadmills and the recumbent bikes. And here he is just walking on his hands. And we're like, what the? For, for, for people who are though. listening to this, uh, you know, Nathan just kind of glanced over it, but he was a, a very good football player. Um, he was actually, this is crazy. Uh, an offensive tackle, correct? Uh, or were you a guard? It's, it's center was the main position. Oh, your center. My, got, my bad. We had some injuries, and I moved to tackle, and I played tackle for a couple of years in college, and then guard for a couple of games, and then center for a couple of years. How old are you now? I am 35. So you are the same age as Jason Kelsey. 
You, yes you are am. Jason five, Kelsey. You and Jason time, Kelsey are about the same person. Five-time All-Pro. I'll tell Except you right Jason now. Because I have my hair now. I Center. heard he doesn't have any hair on his head anymore. He, he, he has some hair. Here's the truth, hair. though. You can snatch more than Jason Kelsey, and you can walk on your hands, and Jason Kelsey cannot. That's so, true. That's very true. true. Uh, yeah, so next one. I'll, I'll cover the next one. So number two, CrossFit is inherently a badly designed training. Based on different reviews, CrossFit is unquestionably effective in keeping dieters in shape. However, the program is badly constructed and there are too many errors that need to be corrected before it is considered safe and efficient. This is not to mention that one of the main mentalities among CrossFit community members is no pain, no gain. An approach that can be very unhealthy and causes people to overwork their bodies. Modern research suggests that pain during a workout is in fact not a good sign. <laughs> and it is a signal from your body that something is wrong. What do you have to say about that, Nathan? I have never heard anybody in CrossFit say no pain, no gain. Uh, <laughs> but that is an old school saying. Can we start yes. doing that? When I, you're looking like you're dying, I'm going to be like, no pain, no gain. Well, there's a lot of pain in there. <laughs> I think it's crazy that the, it's, it's saying that... Uh, working out you shouldn't feel pain it's like i guess what kind of pain are you talking about yeah. you're talking about like joint pain um, because you're going to feel pain in your muscle tissue and you're definitely going to feel pain in your in your lungs if you're trying to build aerobic capacity right. correct well and then it's like like that old uh coach saying is like are you injured or are you hurt like yeah you're going to get uncomfortable um but that's the whole like point of crossfit is broadening your margins of exposure so it's getting out of your comfort zone yeah but like you're going to know your body better than anybody else if you're in pain and something is wrong stop yeah, yeah. we're not going to keep going G- give pay- give people a basic understanding of the crossfit philosophy real quick or like how you would describe it to people when they come visit the uh, gym for the first time um the basis behind crossfit i mean the the three things we use to, to grade a CrossFit program is, uh, safety, efficacy, and efficiency. Um, and even mentioned it up there. I think something about safety there a second ago, but like how many people are making it to the finish line of your program, right? And as is, you know, if you're in charge of a gym, how many, how many times a week are people coming? Are people always hurt or, you know, um, you can't get the positive adaptation from whatever that is if you're injured. Yeah. Um, and being injured is, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we talk about the efficacy is, you know, is the program doing what it's designed to do, what it says it's going to do. If it says it's going to make you stronger, is it making you stronger? Um, if it's going to improve your aerobic capacity, is it, is it doing that? Um, and then your efficiency, you know, you know, the time and rate of the return. Yes, you're getting stronger, but it took 10 years to do it or something like that. So, um, and there's a careful balance between all of those, right? You kind of want to push the limit just a little bit, but you got to know your limits where you're not pushing it too far to where you're always injured or you're always hurt. Uh, but you still want to see the benefits of that program and you want to see yourself progress as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things I really like about CrossFit is it, you know, what was it on Tuesday? We did that longer, you know, endurance workout, you and me after uh, we oh, got yeah. done training. Zone two. So yeah. you do like zone two training. You also have strength training basically every day. And then you're going to do some kind of workout of the day. But the workout of the day can be, you know, it, there's, it varies a lot. You know, the, you know, yesterday we did pretty much everything that was handstand related and shoulder related. And then you do some that are really, you know, taxing as far as the uh, rubber capacity. You know, sometimes you do ones that are heavier. There's lots of variation in it, which I think produces a really well-rounded athlete. Um, but I think when it comes to, because this one's hitting on safety a lot, if you have good coaching, like there is good coaching at MC, you have people that are there to tell you when to back off and, um, 
you know, when to, when, in my case, when something looks so shitty that it's like, eh, maybe that's enough for today. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I think that's also one of those things where you kind of, it's, it's dumb to say that it's CrossFit that is unhealthy because really, if you get down to it, when you're working out or you're somebody who's athletic, like we are, um, it's really ego that causes you to be unhealthy or to do something that's dumb because most of the injuries that I've, I've, you know, had happened to me in my life actually came before CrossFit and it was in relation to wanting to lift heavier than I was able to at that particular time and getting myself out of position. Um, Pushing yourself probably past what your body was trying to tell you. Correct. Correct. Jeff, what's the next one, dude? Well, glad you asked Kyle. It's easy to get a CrossFit. I'm assuming that means one, a level one oh, yeah. certification. Level one That's certification. Yeah. Um, it's one of the basic requirements to avail the fitness the fitness franchise. Can we before we even get into this? Can we just talk about the irony of a personal trainer saying? <laughs> I know. I, when yes. I read that, I was like, well, "Is it not easy to get a, a personal training certification?" I can tell you this right now: you could get a personal training certification off of Google Images. <laughs> <laughs> faster than you could get a level one cert, but yes. that's just the truth. Um, the level one certification is obtained just after just a two day seminar and completing a multiple choice exam that contains 50 questions. Since the level two certification is not actually required, many decide to not develop themselves further and start their coaching journey with just level one certification that, you know, I don't know if there's anything you can really argue with that there. I would actually agree with that. That's that, all pretty true. Yeah. yeah. Since level one certification is very easy to obtain, uh, the phrase "very easy" is a uh, is a nice relative term there. Yeah. Uh, almost anyone can get a certificate, certificate, no matter their educational background or experience, uh, which is true with literally any single certification you could possibly think of. <laughs> All they need to have are the means to pay, which creates potential danger of the trainer not actually knowing what they recommend their clients, endangering their health and sometimes even life. I love when he throws in, it's endangering their life. I'm like, wow, we're sensationalizing a little bit. Yeah. I mean, dude, uh, this is just, if you're only going to read this one article and not know any kind of depth to the entire story here, that's, that's a pretty tough one to argue since it's all true, except for the part at the end where he said, all they need to do have the means to pay, which creates potential danger. My, my question with this is, um, Really, what he says in here is somewhat true outside of it can cause, it can be dangerous for your life. That's usually not true. Um, but it, there are, there is vast differences in quality of coaching that happen in CrossFit gyms. Um, and that's train And like, let's, let's back out because I know we're talking about CrossFit a lot, but like, this is a fitness podcast. There's yeah. a lot of other personal trainers. There's a lot of different certifications and, and, um, you know, you can get a four year degree, right? in let's say extra exercise science or kinesiology and, and um, you can become a personal trainer and, or more specific, right. You could become a CSCS, which Nathan has, don't you? You do have one of those. Yes. Yep. And so a CSCS, Nathan, tell our listeners what makes a CSCS different from a personal trainer. So a CSCS, um, the certification is designed for like a strength and conditioning coach through um, like, you know, an athletic program. It's kind of what it's typically a university right. and then they rank, yes. world, work their ranks. Maybe you can become a, you know, major league baseball or any other professional mm-hmm. sports teams. Yes. All have a strength and conditioning program yeah. and coach. Yep. Which Nathan, you used to work for uh, right before you joined MC, you worked for uh, Cerner. Cerner. Yes. So, so you can work for Oracle Cerner or Oracle Cerner. Yeah. So you can work for big businesses that have like uh, gyms inside their, inside their corporate offices as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And that's uh, and like, here's the thing. It's like being a dietitian at high V. It yeah. sounds like it's like a, it's a really great added benefit for the employees, but how much, how many of them are actually using you? Right. Um, that CSCS, well, when I obtained it, uh, I didn't use, get to use what I wanted to use from that a lot while at Cerner. Um, you know, you try and sprinkle it in there, but you're getting people to just sit at their desk all day, work only on the computer and, you know, they have trouble even bending over and touching their toes. So totally not going to be teaching them how to power clean or how to deadlift or something like that. Let's just, let's just, just learn tough. how to move without pain. And yeah. that's, and, and so for the vast majority of athletes, and that's just everybody that's listening here, mm-hmm. like that's really what most of them need is just like, Hey, how to move my body in a, in a way that's going to be safe. And it's going to make me feel comfortable long-term mm-hmm. uh, and help me get in shape. Right. right? Yeah. And you want to feel good. And so you have to have it bare minimum. You have to have a four year bachelor's uh, degree to obtain a CSCS. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. And then you have to pass another exam after completing your degree. Like you mm-hmm. have your diploma from your college. Yep. And then you have to pass another test to get mm-hmm. the CSCS. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. And so here's the criminal part about the fitness system, guys. There's a lot of personal trainers out there that I would say that are phenomenal trainers. They do a phenomenal job and have an unbelievable track record that have a 90-day certification. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They can go to 90-day college and, and get a certificate. And that's cool. But there's also it's, it's also criminal at times that a CSCS has no way of trying to tell the average person that wouldn't know because they're not in the industry. They just wouldn't, anybody off the street has no idea why a CSCS would be better than being a personal trainer. Correct. Right. And that is like just a tough thing in fitness in general that like not a lot of people address. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? There's so many certifications out there. In fact, I think honestly my first one I got online um, maybe over the weekend um, it was a position I had. I worked for a hospital out of um, St. Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first one, they, it, it was a Groupon. They gave it to me and they're like, hey, go do this. And I was like, really, this? I'm like, that's where it all started for me. And then kind of, you know, added on from there to more um, established companies through, you and know, this, to get certified. And this through. is amazing. So so you got a Groupon, yeah. you got a Groupon personal training certification, yeah. right? Yep. Did anybody care? Nope. Did a single person ask you what your certification difference mm, is? Nope. And that is why it is such a freaking gambit that yeah. we're running here. Because it's like, dude, a CSCS is obviously you had to take so much time and energy to obtain that. Yeah. And it was a long, I think it was, it was either a two part or a three part that you had to do, um, you know, go sit in a room. Um, you weren't allowed a calculator or anything like that when you, I mean, not that you needed too much for that, but you had to calculate, you know, power and things like that. Totally. Um, there was a nutrition part. There was a coaching part. There was a personal training part and you had to pass them all. You get like a 30 minute break in between each one. And I remember taking that and being really nervous. I think it was the nutrition part for me at the time that I was like, oh no. Um, that was I, the toughest part. That was there. the toughest part for me at the time. Yeah. And just to be I, clear on this guy, this is Lucas James, personal trainer, yeah. celebrity personal trainer. Yeah. This man, the highest not- authority in personal <laughs> training is of a source. He trains celebrities. Celebrities. celebrities yes. The bottom line is I looked up Lucas James. I looked up Lucas James on his Instagram. Not a single celebrity. I don't see any. <laughs> I, not, the, not even the celebrities. I just don't see a single thing about his own credentials. Yeah. I don't see if he's a CSCS. I'm just saying for him to be damning a weekend certification mm. from a CrossFit level one certification, just know that the, his profession, if you're listening, is the easiest certification you could possibly obtain. You could get it off a of Groupon. All right, that's yeah. it. He... Uh, I, I got a question for you. So really off my soapbox because we just talked about with CrossFit gyms, there's there, there can be wild variances in the um, quality of training that you're receiving. You know, MC has, I think such a good coaching staff and it's also just, I mean, you got, you know, 
Fritz and you got Sherry and you got, you know, Sean and you got Toya, who's a high level athlete. Mm -hmm. And you got, you got so many different personalities and also so many different people with, um, different strengths. Um, what is your philosophy behind getting kind of everybody rowing in the same direction and also having the same standards as far as the way classes operate? Uh, that's a good question. Um, we want to find, we're, we're, we're picky with our coaches, right? Obviously we would like some certifications and, um, some experience behind it. Um, but even when you have those, it doesn't mean you're good with people, Mm -hmm. right? We've got to have those people skills as well. Um, so having the, the mindset of like our overarching goal at MC is we, we want to, what we do inside the walls of MC, I want to enhance what you do outside the walls of MC. If you're so sore or so hurt from the things we do inside that you can't go out and hike or walk your dog or, you know, rock climb or whatever, then we're doing something wrong. Um, now everybody's going to have their individual goals. And, you know, if your goal is to compete in CrossFit, yes, you're going to have to do a little bit more within the walls of the gym. Um, but if I've got members, you know, um, that, that just honestly want to get stronger, lose weight and look better naked, then we can do that without doing squat snatches or without doing handstand walks and things like that. And we can tailor the workout to their, their needs, but it's really with our coaches, they have a really good relationship with our members and knowing them, not just as CrossFit athletes, but like outside the gym, you know, they know what their kids do for fun and you know, what they like to do with their kids. And, you know, how can this correlate over to improve your life outside the gym rather than yeah. just, Hey, I want the top score on, on sugar wad today. Yeah. We, we always say uh, people don't know or care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. We actually did a, uh, a class today and that's one of the points that we make in it. And I think MC is really good because you have coaches who know people beyond, you know, just what they're doing in the gym. They know their, their kids, they know like what they do for work. You know, they're actually like kind of like family to them. Right. And that way, if there's something they're doing in a workout where you're like telling somebody to tame it back yeah. and you have that relationship with them, they know it's coming from a point of right. like, I care about you. So yeah. I'm telling you to, you know, to back off or I'm telling you, Hey, maybe, yeah. you know, let's just work, let's back off the weight and just work on technique right. because, you know, I care about you and yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's not super important that you're squat snatching, you know, five pounds more than, you know, what you did a month ago today. Right. It's more important that you're able to like, you know, feel good, feel, right. you know? Yeah. So I think you, you guys do an excellent job at that. Luke, what's the next one, dude? Oh, here we go. This is kind of the same one. <laughs> There's many unco- incompetent trainers who pretend to be experts in their craft. One uh, are, we, are we talking about CrossFit still? <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of the problems with CrossFit is closely connected with what I mentioned in the point above. There are just many people who offer such workouts. Since there is very, since it is very easy to get certified, there are many incompetent trainers who continuously teach the wrong forms and make training videos which show numerous errors, which come to the combination, which comes to the combination of exercises. When it comes to the combination of exercises, I swear I can read. Um, inadequate trained CrossFit coaches can be dangerous if they don't fully understand the risk associated with what they are asking their clients to do. Um, yeah, do you see this ever happening? <laughs> Never. No. <laughs> I don't really see. I mean, the 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 whole thing with this guy, he's he's. Um, making it seem like when you go into a CrossFit gym, they're trying to get you to uh, max out your uh, a lift that you've never done before as soon as you walk in. Yeah, this this person has obviously never heard of scaling. Uh, can you, Nathan? Can you explain to us what scaling is and why you use it so much in a gym like a CrossFit gym? 
Right. So um, scaling and, you know, it's a lot of times it gets a bad, uh, a bad rap or bad word. So a lot of times with our members, I'll use the word tailor. Um, but we care more about what the workout does for you or that, you know, the, the benefit, the benefit of the workout than the actual workout, the stimulus, if you will, Mm -hmm. the stimulus. Yeah. So, you know, if Kyle and I do the same workout and he does 400 pounds more than me and he finishes, this has never happened, but yeah. And he finishes 10 minutes faster than me and his heart rate got up to, and depending on the stimulus of the workout, but his heart rate got up to like a five out of 10. Um, and mine got up to an eight out of 10. He was faster and he did more weight. I got the better workout. Right. And it's about, you know, I could throw 600 pounds on the bar and be like, hey, I want you to deadlift this 10 times. You know, 99% of America is going to waste 10 minutes trying to pick up that one barbell. But if I put 100 pounds on it, um, then you can get that, you know, what you that stimulus from that workout or the adaptation, the benefit from it. Yeah. Push, push yourself harder. Right. You know, uh, yeah, this this one again, like uh, we scroll back up a little bit, Luke. This one again, like um, I think that from my experiences with CrossFit, it's not about, um, you know, the, 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 the part where he talks about like these videos that are showing like improper technique and this and that, I don't see nearly as much as that, especially if it's an actual video to showcase technique. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's happening in the background or something like that, that's one thing. But, um, I think the only thing I've ever seen with CrossFit, especially during the craze, whenever it was, um, there was a lot, a lot of boxes opening in, in a small amount of time, probably like 10, mm-hmm. 10 or so. Yeah. It's just the classes were getting ridiculously big and there wasn't enough coaches to, you know, from the business standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's no different than any other fitness class in the history of time is just if you have a really large class, it's going to take more coaches, more trainers to keep eyes on your on your members to make sure that they're obviously maintaining good technique and Mm -hmm. not just throwing stuff around. Right. I once uh, I once did an overhead lift at a CrossFit gym. Down in Springfield, and uh, which kind of overhead lift are we talking? I want to say a push it, press, a push jerk. Uh, I want to say it was just a snatch, and I and I and I, and I uh, oh. the way that I you know jerked it up in the air, I I, I two I, different lifts, sir. No, as in like you know I, I took it off the ground and threw it yeah. above my head, and uh, didn't have the core strength, and I went too much weight, and I got it over my head, so I felt proud of that, but I just keeled over backwards. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> did the old. Did you fall? Right. Absolutely. Wow. A little backflop action Absolutely. right there in the gym. Yep. Did you yeah. have a coach that said, stop doing that? Yeah, dude. Uh, right afterwards, a few girls came over and asked if I would take them to dinner because they were so <laughs> impressed. Uh, just so you guys know. But yeah. So you pick up chicks in a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Oh, ladies, yeah. did you see that? You know, They're 155 like, you, snatch yeah, right. where I fell. Yeah. <laughs> My gym crush Ray ran over. Are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I what mean, you, did there, you yeah. mean I did that on, I mean, I didn't even, what do you mean? What do you mean? I did that on purpose. Like, pfft. It worked, Winnie Peppercorn style. Right, there you go. <laughs> um, I mean, all CrossFit is, is it, it's a specific kind of hit class, right? And there's yeah. thousands of different kinds of high-intensity interval training hit classes. We just incorporate Olympic weightlifting and gymnastics, mm-hmm. which a lot of them won't. Um, it's just a different style. Um, and then, you know, when we have people that join MC, we have a fundamentals program that if you've never done Olympic weightlifting or, you know, basic gymnastics, that we require that people go through that. One, so they don't get hurt. Um, the learning curve is much less when you join into classes. So you're not just looking around and you're watching people do all these crazy things and flipping upside down on walls. And you're like, what did I get myself into? Um, so you spend less time learning in class and you can really focus on what you're doing rather than just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I think this would be a good time to kind of talk about, you know, what's the difference between CrossFit as a sport versus CrossFit as a training methodology? Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, when people YouTube and you see CrossFit on, you know, on YouTube, you know, you see the CrossFit games and that's like the 1% of that. Um, 
That's like 1% of 1%. Right, Crazy. exactly. Yeah. yeah. The 99% of CrossFit are the moms and dads and the accountants and the engineers, honestly, that just want to um, get fitter, you know, lose weight, get stronger. And this is just one way to do it. Um, but like I said, uh, it's it's about tailoring the workout or tailoring the intensities so that they can they can get that benefit from that workout. Um, and you can do that without squat snatches and muscle ups and handstand push ups and um, and I've you know honestly I've our members um, we have a large chunk not doing that and that's okay, right? If that's their goal and they want to get to it, then then yes, I can provide some some um, scaling progressions to get there. Um, but you know, when in your life are you going to walk on your hands outside the gym? It's a, it's a cool party trick, you know, so is a pistol squat, but, um, I would rather you be able to squat on and off the toilet and, you know, be able to put something on a shelf or pick your kid up and throw them up in the air if you want something like that. So that correlates to your everyday life. You know, CrossFit is constantly varied the definition is constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. So and functional movements is a very broad term. Um, but it's, like I said, we want what we do inside the walls of the gym to enhance our life outside the gym. So how can this help me outside the gym? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I think CrossFit's great because it has a built in, um, constant, it, it, it has built into it a couple different things. Culture one, when you sweat together with people, it, it creates some, uh, a sort of buy-in to, to want to keep going and want to, um, you know, it, it, it just builds a, a, a feeling of like, I can't, I can't let the people down that I'm, you know, right. working out with because yeah. they're going to kind of hold me accountable. It's overcoming struggles together. Yeah. Right. Shared suffering builds bonds. Right. So Correct. it's kind of like that team and, you know, CrossFit is mostly individual. They do have the team aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you're in the middle of a workout and you are outside your comfort zone and you're sweating and your heart's beating through your chest and you look over and the person next to you is going through the same thing, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm going to quit. And you look over there and they're not going to quit. And it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to quit because they're not going to quit kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's a more of a positive, you know, reinforcement thing um, when you are working out with people and you build those bonds with people um, within the walls. So. Yeah. And then the second thing is that you have, you know, like you were talking about, like walking on your hands. It's like people, you know, come into the gym, they see somebody walking on their hands and it's cool to see somebody over the, you know, a year's time or two years time work up to that and get their first, you know, who was it? Allie that, that got her first muscle up in the, in the open. Uh, yeah, I think it was for a ring muscle up. Ring yeah. muscle up. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's such a cool moment yeah. because you know, they've worked very hard right. to get to that point. You know, they've, they've done the right work to be able to do that in a workout mm-hmm. and to see somebody get something like that. That's what keeps people motivated. And, um, you can do that with regular weight training. Obviously there's numbers that you can hit, but it, it's, it's, it's a lot different when it's a totally different movement mm-hmm. and it's something that you in your head don't feel like you would be able to, to accomplish or you never thought you would be able to accomplish, which kind of super intimidating for, for a lot in the beginning to look at things like muscle ups and ring muscle ups. You know, when am I ever going to be able to do such a heavy snatches where you don't fall over? Totally. totally. (laughs) I've been saying it's awesome that she was able to do that. And that's what makes the, that program so fun because you have this whole entire rooting section for you. Right. That's my favorite part is like, whether it's CrossFit or, you know, powerlifting or whatever it is, like, yeah, when that person uh, achieves that task, it's really cool to watch and see, but to watch the people around them. A couple of years ago in the open, um, we had a a female athlete get her first bar muscle up um, and she cried afterwards and it was right at the end of it. And, but you watch everybody around and everybody around is jumping up and down and they're like dog piled on, on top of her after that. And it was like, that was the cool aspect part of it. They didn't do anything. She did all the work, um, but watching them react because they went through, you know, those weeks and those months of workouts with her 
um, as she accomplished that goal. So, and like I said, that's not just CrossFit, but that's anything watching somebody achieve and you get to, you know, you're just happy for them. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think it's just one of those unique uh, situations that happens in CrossFit more often than other gyms personally. I don't think we need to spend as much time on the rest of these, but CrossFit can kill you. Shit. So, (laughs) I mean, like we've all seen final destination. So, so can everything else keep going. What was the number six? We didn't listen, do six, dude. Listen, dude, he needs to refute this. CrossFit can kill you, all right? Like, you don't build too it, much muscle you, with CrossFit. Uh, people that do CrossFit quite a bit, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think you need much more muscle than that. Yeah. They look pretty muscular to me, but... Yeah. I This one, you know, I, I, got, a, I got a question for you, Nathan. <laughs> why, why do you personally train? Um, I've never asked you that before. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, like I said, it started. Um, oh, yeah. I'm just reading this thing out yeah. loud to oh. myself. I'm sorry. It's, it's just the most unbelievable, like, they're, like any high-level CrossFitter ever, right? Just yeah. imagine in your head. Just Google high-level CrossFit if you're at home. If the reason you're working out is a six-pack and muscular build, CrossFit is not the right training for you. Yes, it can keep you in shape, but it's not designed to pump up your muscles, even though you have more volume than any other training of all time. Uh, pump your muscles to make your body perfect for summer. So he's saying that, you know, it's got to make to make your body perfect for summer. So if that's your goal, CrossFit is definitely not something you should consider. There are many other programs that will give you the desired results. Man, I can't think of anything that's going to make you more in shape, more fast. And just to be clear for our listeners, if you've ever seen the movie 300, guess what every 300 Spartan did before that movie? Yeah, Jim Jones had them all doing CrossFit yeah, before CrossFit Jim was cool. Jones. Nice. I haven't heard that in a while, but yeah. I mean, he also started a cult. That's different. Yeah, Jim well, Jones. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Jim Jones was the guy that did everybody's yeah. uh, training for the three, the movie 300. Google yes. that. You want that b- body for summer? I think you'd sign up pretty quick. Yeah. Moving along. CrossFit can kill you. Yeah, but back to what I what I was asking. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Where were we? Obviously, um, CrossFit can get you in pretty good shape. It's uh, it's. It, I would argue, though, that with any kind of training methodology, getting in good shape, and if you're considering good shape, lean, um, is just predominantly your diet, you know, like you can be, I've gone through doing CrossFit where I've gained a lot of fat and I've gone through CrossFit where I've gotten really lean. I do think that the training volume that's involved in, in CrossFit type training makes it easier to get lean because you're burning more calories throughout the day. Your body is in a uh, metabolically flexible state, which makes it easier to burn fat as a fuel source. Um, you know, I think that, you know, it is a training methodology that makes it easier to lose body fat than traditional bodybuilding type splits where I've done in the past. But um, I think that really that like trying to sell people on the idea of, um, you know, CrossFit's not the right thing. If you're trying to have a have a beach body, I I don't know if that lands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so much of CrossFit is also based on performance. Yeah, so there's a, you know, we've got several athletes at MC that you would look at, you know, that don't look like they would do CrossFit and they do very, very well in our workouts. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and it's not just performance and workouts either, but it's performing, you know, just being able to do the things you want to do outside the gym. You yeah. know, uh, we've got a lot of runners. Um, we have a, a member that just recently uh, I hadn't seen in a while and I was given a hard time for not being here. And he ran the Boston Marathon two weeks ago. That's He's crazy. like, I took two weeks off. And some of the members was like, no, you didn't. You ran the Boston Marathon. And I was like, yeah, you need two weeks off. Go ahead. My, my bad for asking where you've been. Like, But that's yeah, that, dang, that is really cool, though, is <laughs> that that is the epitome of what, you know, somebody who is training CrossFit can do is is the methodology is is programmed in a way that if you want to go 
run. I mean, a marathon, you probably need to do a little bit of running on top of CrossFit workouts. But if you want to do a half marathon, I have done this on no training. You can do a half marathon just by doing CrossFit every day. Yeah, you know? yeah it's doable. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, back to what I was saying. You know, why, why do you train specifically? What, what makes you like for, for everybody who's listening, Nathan is constantly training. Um, he, he well, I, more you're, it looks like you're a busy yes. person, yes. but I would say you do like, a, you know, endurance work on top of, you know, typical crossfit workouts, you're doing extra, um, strength work, you know, you are, um, you know, just dedicated to training and what, what is your, what is your fitness goals? Like what, what motivates you to stay doing that? Um, I mean, at this point in my life, it's more of, you know, fighting off the dad bod, but it's more of a, a mental, um, outlet for me than anything else. Yes. I want to, you know, I want to be able to run and jump and, and be strong and be able to do the, you know, I want my kids to watch me and, and learn from me. Um, but I want to be able to do play games with them and be able to pick them up and carry them and things like that. Um, but mentally it's, you know, it kind of levels me out. You know, if I don't get out and do something or sweat every day, I, I feel on edge. Um, and that's just me personally, but it kind of, like I said, makes me a normal person if I get out and do something. Um, and you know, I think of a lot of our members have that same aspect as far as, um, when they come in and we tailor the workout to them or they don't want to do a specific movement. They're like, look, I just want to sweat and move today. Cause I know I will feel better mentally afterwards. I'm like, that's, that's a big part of it for me. Yeah. I'm the same way as far as like the mental aspect of things. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if it's almost like my day, I can't feel good about doing other things unless I get some kind of sweat going. Yeah. Um, it kind of clears my head. And right. it's why I like training at noon is because you wake up in the morning, you're kind of clear headed in the morning. Mm -hmm. You, you, you know, I work in the morning, then I go to, to work out and it kind of refreshes me. It like hits yeah. the restart button for me. So I'm like refreshed again after I get done with that workout. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm the same way. It's like it, it, you know, that on top of when you have kids, you start thinking about longevity a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, and I think that, you know, for a long time, I was more interested in like the egotistical aspects of, of lifting and working out. And I think, you know, in the last probably three years or so, I've kind of tried to change my mindset and, you know, lowered weights a little bit, not, not gone for as many ego lifts. And then just really focused on trying to, um, improve aerobic health, you know, and right. be, be more in shape and, and feel better. And, you know, um, if I'm going to do something like hunt, you know, I want to be able to, you know, walk for miles and miles and miles and feel good. And I do, you know, and there's right. been times in my life where I've been throwing out decoys, you know, or picking up decoys and I'm gassed, yeah. you know, and that doesn't happen anymore, which is awesome. Yeah. It's really cool when, um, you see how it helps you, you know, fitness in general, how you, how I, when you see how it helps you outside the gym, um, and you don't see that all the time. Um, we had a, uh, alumni golf tournament not too long ago. Um, and it actually got canceled, but a bunch of buddies of mine just went up and shot off at the driving range and I'm awful at golf, by the way. <laughs> Dude, uh, I bet you can crank a golf well, ball though. I, I was getting it out there and that <laughs> was one of them. They were like, how are you hitting it so far? And I was like, well, I can't really bend. I don't know, the, the, <laughs> but I'm like, I can hit it way out there. So, yeah. you know, that was like, and the guys I was with, hardly any of them work out or do anything, you know, fitness related. So. It was like, I, you know, I didn't want to tell him, but I'm like, well, maybe you guys should like move around more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, that would be it, such a subtle asshole thing right. to say. These are all former hey, uh, football players as well. So yeah. But they're like, all like 30, right, 35 yeah. years yeah. old. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. maybe you guys should consider moving around more. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you played football with him, it went something like this. Hey, you could be a bitch. And why don't you go to the gym? If it's anything like the guys well, I they, played football all, with. 
most of them are golf players, so their swings. Oh, they're were all much great. Better. Yeah. Yes, so their swings were much better than mine. They're like, dude, we yeah. come play golf, you know, a couple times a right. week. So that's got to be enough. Yeah, I, I, I've been reading a book. Actually, I finished it um, a couple weeks ago, and it's called Outlive by Peter Atia. And in that book, he has a stat where he said that seventy-seven percent of people who, um, or uh, of Americans, don't work out at all. They're 70? sedentary. Seventy-seven yeah. percent. Seventy-seven. Yeah. So, which is crazy because you think about it, we're so engulfed in the fitness industry. We think that, you know, people usually are doing Mm -hmm. some kind of working out, but like the majority of people actually do not work out, um, which is crazy. And, and working out, especially doing like, uh, like we're talking about zone two cardio, um, is the number one thing he, he has some stats in that book where he talks about how much better it is for longevity and expanding, um, lifespan than any other drug that's on the market. It's, it's twofold more, um, better for you at basically reducing mortality than any other drug that there is on the market, which is insane. He's basically just saying like, if you're interested in living a long time and you're not doing like zone two cardio, he's like, you're not really that interested in it. Which to me, like I said, I don't, I didn't really care about that until I had kids. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I want to be able to not only like be there for my kids, but also be there for like their kids, you know, because right, I yeah. see the relationship they have with their grandparents now. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I want to make sure that not only do I have a good relationship, you know, with my grandkids, but it's, it's a relationship, like you were saying, where you can pick up, pick them up and mm-hmm. throw them in the air. That means a lot to me. And I think that, you know. The training we do now, it's weird to think about that because we're relatively young, but it's yeah. like that's going to pay off long term. Well, for for our listeners, Kyle, what is zone two training? What is zone two? Well, you got to ask uh, Nathan. No, well, I think I think zone two is technically not. You can't base it on heart rate. It's about lactate. Uh, yeah. Basically, how how well you clear lactate, and I'm not exactly sure on the threshold. It's longer lactate or lactate. Lactate is. <laughs> That's lactate is like a milk uh, substitute. That's what you said. That's what I thought you said at no, first. I said I was lactate. Like, lactate. Okay. It's it's basically just to on a, a broad spectrum. It's you know it's a longer, lower intensity style uh, aerobic based fitness. Basically, what we're doing. You know, um, we talk about being able to have a conversation while you're doing it. You know, it's not like a normal conversation. It's a little uncomfortable to talk, but you're still it's labored, you know, if you so, will. Yes. So let's say like I'm on a on a treadmill, right? Right. And, um, you know, this is like a classic, you know, Globo gym. I'm standing on this treadmill and the treadmill will say you have like aerobic and then you have a fat burning zone. Oh, geez. Right. The fat burning zone is like in this lower impact, like Mm -hmm. lower heart rate. Is that what you consider to be in the zone two threshold? Like 120 beats per minute, but it's not based on heart rate. Yeah, I mean, it could be in there. Um, the thing about those, you know, machines, even, you know, the ones we have in CrossFit, when they, you know, they tell you what where you're at is like, they never ask for height and weight. And, you know, they're just, it's generalized type yeah. of thing. But not, not all the variables are present. Right. You know, if we ride a, on a rower or a bike and it says you, you did 120 calories, did you really burn 120 calories? Most likely. Not. Oh, yeah. Yes. Same with yes. your Apple Watch and your yeah. Fitbit and everything yeah. else. I think I think technically being in zone two, you know, when you, you have enough lactate buildup uh, where in your muscle tissue where you feel like it burn and you have to slow down, you're officially out of zone two. You're in zone three at that point. So you basically are supposed to keep the pace at a pace where it's it's hard enough that, like I said, it's, it's causing you to, if you had to have a conversation, it would be a labored conversation, but it's not so hard that you would have to slow down. It's basically a pace you could keep for a pretty, yeah, Yeah. a pretty extended period of time. Yeah. And I mean, in in that book, he recommends doing 150 minutes of that per week. Damn. So it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of zone two cardio. Um, that's actually why I liked, you know, when I was doing, uh, 
when I was doing 75 hard, I felt really good. I felt like my aerobic capacity was really good because yeah. I was doing zone two cardio every single day. And was this, um, so you said 150 or 120? I'm sorry. One, 150 minutes a week. So be, to be clear, like, let's say I'm, I'm doing like a stair climber, right? That's a classic one that I could stay in that zone. That'd be five 30 minute sessions a week. Yeah. That's a, and he also, so arduous, it, you know, if you're talking and Nathan can expand on this too, because when it, when you're talking about longevity, you also need to keep in mind that strength gains go, or mm-hmm. I think after 60 and you might correct me here, doesn't your strength drop off by like 7% Something every like year? Yeah. Like yeah. your strength starts like plummeting after you're like six years, 65 years old. So it's important that you're trying to do everything you can to retain muscle tissue. And when you lose muscle tissue, you also lose balance Mm -hmm. which is one of the number one ways that people and then when people fall yep what happens when they fall kyle they break a hip and what happens when they break a hip well i think within bleed out i'm (laughs) sure but no you had a you had a crazy stat like this was off that same it was it was yeah it was off the same book where he said that i think if you're over 70 years old and you fall down and break your hip your likelihood of dying within like a year goes up by like a hundred percent. Really? <laughs> yes. It's an unbelievable stat. Like yeah. if you fall and break something that keeps you from being able to continue to move after 70, it's like it you're difficult. Yeah. You have like a basic chance, like you will die within like one year based on like this. It was in a ridiculous percentage. The clock has started. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Pretty wild. And yeah. what's cool about like uh, CrossFit is that you guys program a lot of things that are unilateral, like, um, you know, overhead walking lunge with dump, like things that make me feel uncomfortable and also make me realize that like my balance is not that great, you right. know, or it's, it, it, we work on it is basically what I'm saying. Is that part of the CrossFit methodology? Is that specifically um, talked about when you do like a level one certification? Yeah. Like I said, I think I mentioned earlier about broadening those margins of exposure is just you know, like you're always trying to get to that once you get comfortable with a movement, then we're going to change it. You know, your body's kind of adapted to it. So then we're going to make it harder. We're going to change it or it's a single arm compared to double arm or a unilateral versus bilateral or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's next do you think for CrossFit as far as the discomfort goes? I know at the games, I'll never forget the year that they implemented a, Oh, an open ocean swim. Mm-hmm, yeah. That was just like, just shocked everybody. Right. Um, you got to bring in some cold plunges. Make you guys <laughs> do like 60 second cold plunges between rounds. Well, that's a big thing now. Everybody's doing ice baths and stuff like that. So I'm saying, uh, like, yeah. hey, just recover in the middle. Uh, of have, you, have you done an ice bath? I, ha- um, I have. Um, we used to do them and, you know, it's changed quite a bit, uh, but it, we used to do them in college all the time. But, you know, the last couple that I've done, I just go up to the gas station and buy a bunch of ice and dump them in the bathtub at home. Yeah. Right. You yeah. feel like legitimately high after doing it. Yeah, I Some get call why people it euphoric. Yeah, it, it, Hi, it's, a, it's a it dumps dopamine, which yeah. is is similar to like when you get high. I wouldn't know anything about that, Jeff. But I didn't think so. You, but I've felt euphoric obviously before. You, yeah. I've had a runner's high, if you will. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, back to Jeff's question: Is there anything that you see? Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean, dude, this year some had a bunch of weird, you know, some new implements, some weird uh, movements well, in it. You know, there's a there's a new guy programming the workouts, at least in the CrossFit Games and even the CrossFit Open. Who's um, this guy? Uh, Adrian Bosman now does no, it. No more, of, no longer Greg Glass. Uh, well, it's Dave Castro. Dave Greg, Castro, yes, I'm sorry, yes. of course. Greg Glass, he is also out. Um, but, um, you know, Dave Castro's changed positions. Um, and then he's more on the affiliate side and the, the relationship between CrossFit and uh, the affiliates where Adrian Bosman is going to, he's programming the open and the games and things like that. Um, what an and, honor though. Right. Cool yeah. for him. Yeah. And then the last year was his first year doing it. So um, I don't really know what's next, but sometimes it's just a little twist. Like this year, 
Um, we had what the crossover single unders and that like threw everybody for a loop. And that's something we haven't done in CrossFit where, um, you know, like little kids do on the, the playground. I was about there. to yeah, say, so I don't yeah. know how I felt about doing those. I yeah. felt kind of childlike, but yeah. it wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> this year they're implementing Nathan uh, helped me. He said, dude, you need to so. take this rope. You need the fatter rope. It's going to be easier for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You did good. Yeah. 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 The Chris, I didn't know they were having you guys doing some crisscross applesauce. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yep. Hopscotch yep. is next. Yes. And there were some very athletic people that did, looked very unathletic while doing it, but they got it done. Yeah. Hey, Good I'm right you. here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you did great. Yeah. Freaking right here, man. Come on. Uh, I want to get a little bit onto the business side of things when yeah. it comes to CrossFit. So you're in a situation where MC CrossFit, I will say, um, I've been to many. There's a lot of really great CrossFit boxes in this area and all around Missouri for that matter. Um, but you guys just have such an incredible looking facility. Mm-hmm. Um, from like the kids area to the merchandise area to, I mean, just how you guys run things. It's all very top notch. What do you guys do different that you feel like than other CrossFit boxes that kind of keep, give everybody like an elevated feel in there? Cause that's mm-hmm. what it is. I feel don't like don't try a, and get them to talk trash. It's man. classy. It's classy CrossFit in there, you know? Well, for the longest time, um, you know, CrossFit has always had like this dirty grungy type of feel. You can come into a CrossFit gym and you get to drop the weights and throw the weights around and, you know, I pay $200 chalk. a month for no air conditioning. Right. This is no awesome. air, no heat. There's chalk everywhere. There's yeah. sweat angels on the ground, things like that. Um, one of the things we try to do at MC CrossFit, yes, you still get to drop weight and we still have chalk and things like that, but we try very hard to keep our facility very nice and clean. Um, and you know, that's something that's noticed, you know, right off the bat, as soon as you walk in the doors, um, you know, we have towels up front, um, we try and keep, you know, the countertops clean and, you know, chalk off the ground and things like that. And we have a cleaning crew that comes in a couple times a week. Um, but yeah, our goal is to, you know, we want that, that wow factor, even before we have to say a word, it was like, wow, this is a really nice facility. Martin city brewery on tap. Uh, we do have Martin city brewery on tap. Yeah. On tap. Yes. And right. the athletes lounge. Yes. Um, that's for not, even, not even going to yeah. drop the athletes lounge. Yes. I, I don't recommend, uh, the, you know, the Martin city brewery tap after a workout, but you know, when we do Christmas events and you know, the open and things like that. Yes, we do. And we have the athletes lounge and the kid play area, locker rooms with showers, um, we have an outdoor area, AKA muscle beach. Um, sweet name. Yes. Hit, hit that one today. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, it was it. good. Yeah. When I used to, uh, when I first joined, uh, MC and I'd post up a, a video of it and it was before you guys were a little bit lesser known when you guys first started out, I would get so many people and I was working in the stores. I get so many people be like, what gym is that man? Like, you know, cause it had, it has really bold colors. It's, it's orange, which I think was a really smart thing to do. And it just looks way, like you said, it looks way different than other CrossFit gyms. It looks way cleaner. It's completely elevated. And you guys, I mean, you guys are very strategic with your partnerships. You guys now have, you know, br- uh, branded clothing on Lululemon clothes. Yes, How the though. heck you swing that? Um, is so this a Roan shirt that you're wearing this right is, now? This is a Roan shirt. Yeah, look at that. You, you know that. Um, yes, we do have a Lululemon deal. Um, and that started, oh, God, we've had that probably three or four years now. Um, and way back in the day, pre-CrossFit and a little bit into CrossFit, I used to teach yoga. Um, and um, every once in a while, we had a friend that worked at Lululemon, and she would always ask me to come in and teach yoga within the store because they'll push all the clothing aside and they'll have their, you know, their weekend class or something like that. Um, and you know, I've never really lost that connection. And then, you know, that's, they reached out one other time and I kind of connected them to our owners and then it just kind of went on from there to where, um, they're, and they're, they're very, um, specific picky. and picky about, yeah, who, who can put their brand on their clothes. And, you know, when we put up their, their shirts and their merchandise, it's like, we can only have their stuff hanging up on that area and things like that. So, 
Um, but yeah, we've had that three or four years now. So it's, it's very nice clothing. Yes. That's cool, man. Yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite part of your job? Um, favorite part of my job. I'm trying to make this not so like, I know your least favorite part of the job when you have that dude that's in a class, maybe like a John Creel who won't shut up and you're trying <laughs> to explain things, you know, before, before the class starts. I bet that's pretty annoying. Uh, there's, you have to repeat yourself quite a bit when people aren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, um, like I said, favorite part of the job, I'm trying to make this not sound like coming out of fortune cookie, but you know, just watching people succeed. Um, and it's not just our members, but our coaches, you know, when they, um, it, when they work really hard towards a goal and they finally achieve that goal. Um, I mean, it's got to find a lot of, fulfillment yeah, it's very that. fulfilling. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, uh, it's gotta be cool to watch Fritz this past, you know, yeah. uh, open like, yeah. dude, he freaking dominated, yeah, you for, know, for months before that he worked very, very hard to get to where he got. Yeah. It's, it's very cool to see right. somebody put in like that amount of work and then like be able to reap the rewards of the work that they put in. You yeah. know? I, this is just from a, an unbiased third party, but I thought Fritz was like 80 cause that name. No, he just sounds like blue from old school. <laughs> like his name should be Fritz. Yeah. Blue from old school. That's a good one, man. No, but he's, he's not like, that old. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Fritz? I believe he's, I he's a little bit older than us. Like, well, he's, he's in his forties. Oh, is yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Is he? 42 okay. or 43, I believe. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, how cool would it be if he was like 22? <laughs> I mean, like, that's just a sweet name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is his first name actually Fritz? No, too? his first name is David. Oh, yes. dude. He we should just go by Fritz or Fritzy. Absolutely. I'd be calling him Fritz. That's a sweet name. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that, that's got to be a, a rewarding part of the job is being able to see somebody that, you know, puts in a lot of work and, and uh, you know, accomplishing those things and being able to, like, recognize them, which you guys do a really good job of posting people on, you know, social media when they, you know, hit some kind of big milestone. There's also, in MC, there's a sweet bell in there. There's the P- PR bell. The PR yes. bell that got rang today. It did know? get rang today. Our Alec, culture. Uh, Alec PR is deadlift by 40 pounds. Wow. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Just just a little bit better. Yeah. And do, think about him. I mean, he's a very good example of somebody who, you know, um, w- when we're talking about longevity, I mean, mm-hmm. think about how great of shape he's in. How, how old is he? Yeah, I'm not sure how old Alan is. He's got to be, and he might hear this and come back and be angry at me. Um, <laughs> he's got to be into his 60s by now. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I mean, dude, they're there every single day. Right. Like it's, it's, uh, that's inspiring to see, you know, in itself. Yeah. And like I said, there's the perfect example of like tailoring workouts towards their goals and their needs. You know, I'm not going to have Alec um, doing handstand pushups or, you know, power snatches or things like that. We can do that with kettlebell swings and uh, dumbbell push press or strict press or shoulder press and things like that. So, I mean, we're going to have athletes anywhere from 14 up to, I believe, um, Linda's 76 um, within the walls of MC. And like I said, we tailor the workouts to their six. Yes. Linda, Linda, I work with one on one. Um, and we tailor the, you know, the, the program more towards her needs. You know, she's got, I believe she's double digits in grandkids and great grandkids. Wow. Um, Good for her. And she just really wants to be able to, to hang with the kids, um, you know, and pick them up and carry them around. So we do like a lot of farmers carries and squat to boxes and, um, push-ups, things like that. You know, if you fall down and nobody else is around at home, how are you going to get yourself back up? Yeah. Okay. Now we don't practice falling down, but you know, practice, you know, pushing up off the ground and things like that. So we talked walking up, we talked about falling in in your seventies. I'm just saying she's, she's doing it right. You don't walk around and just push her down and say, get up. Let's see what you got. (laughs) Yeah. Talk to me about this dude outside of let's go outside of the CrossFit bubble. Let's talk about fitness in general. Mm -hmm. We've seen fads come and go. What do you feel like is, uh, up and coming right now. What's a, a fitness trend that you've seen personally outside of your bubble 
that you've like been like, is that really going to catch on? Um, nothing really comes to mind. We, I mean, we mentioned the, you know, the ice bass and I, but I feel like that's a fad that's coming back. It's, I want to call it a fad, but it's coming more popular now. It's certainly becoming um, more expensive. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, and you can get the cold tubs and the, the, uh, the barrels and, you right. know, um, but I see more and more people doing that. Um, we've got some members that, you know, during the winter, they got a lake and they just go sit in the lake. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm seeing more and more, you know, posts and, and people talk about the, you know, the cold plunge type of thing, but I wouldn't call it a fad. Um, it's just it becomes, is interesting. It's, I would certainly call it trendy, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but as far as fitness trends go right now, like I just don't see a fitness one. That's really, I would say like, you know, we're seeing people, um, bow hunt off, like, but, Bow mm-hmm. targeting, like yeah. you know, like what do that's you call the that? Joe just, Rogan effect. Yeah, yeah but that's not just jujitsu. You know what? Probably is jujitsu, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah. probably the trend that's, right that's now. A, that's a very popular one. Yeah, very trend. I mean, yeah. dude, when you got women doing jujitsu, mm-hmm. I mean, you got you know people that are in their fifties doing jujitsu. Right. Um, that seems pretty trendy. I'm trying to think of anything else that's like, you know, I wouldn't have thought anybody would be doing that at a high level, but here we are. You know, right. um, pickleball, super pickleball, trendy. Uh, what, uh, you talk to anybody that does pickleball, and the first thing they say is like fastest growing sport in America. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. They let they make sure to let you know. It's really really big ping pong. Now bigger it's ping pong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Smaller tennis, bigger ping pong. Kind of in the the CrossFit world are branching out of it. I mean, the the tactical games I think is kind of cool. Oh yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah it's, that's cool. Um, I feel like it's it's growing. There's a lot of people within CrossFit that's kind of shifted or towards that. Um, and I know you guys had Hepner on not too long ago talking yeah. about it as well. So yeah, dude, cr- uh, uh, freaking outdoor games champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I think that that is because people are so into tactical, like the shooting aspect mm-hmm. of things. Hashtag I, stay ready. Yeah. I yeah. think, you that, know, I think for real that, though, that sport zombie he, apocalypse training. And, right. Yeah. I think he said that in our podcast that he thinks it's going to continue to grow. And he's like on the, on the edge of, of the, uh, of the sport continuing to grow. I think he's right about that. Dude. I think, I mean like I'm dead serious when I say this, like this is going to sound a little iron, like tin tin hat maybe, but like the amount of like uncertainty with just, how things are going politically with, with how we have uh, AI coming on, on strong. I think the more and more people are going to be thinking like, dude, I can't rely on anybody but me. Right. Yeah. I need to stay ready. Yeah. You better, I'm going to, you better believe I'm going to, I'm going to be the best shape I've ever been in. And I'm going to know how to use a weapon and I'm going to be ready. Are you going to have militias a, are forming is are, all I'm saying. Are you going to have a robot? Or are you scared of the robots? I'm, dude, I haven't. I have five Alexas in my in my house right dude, now. Hold on, he's got an Alexis Alexa in our office, yeah. and sometimes I'll be sitting in there wor- working, and a guys, thing will guys, pop on. Guys, look what? at the TV, Alexa. Yeah, I don't like that, dude. <laughs> don't like it at all. So is that thing listening to me? Can can you hear me? What it's if I'm talking right shit now. on you, dude? I get I can't have that thing listening to me. Dude, it's um, sometimes sometimes I'm in the middle of the like I'm you know we're eating dinner whatever sitting down as a family we have like the original echo like echo yep. one right the big tall cylinder mm-hmm. sitting in there got it as a christmas gift in like 2015 still works incredible by the way anyways that thing will just go off and start talking to us for no reason like sorry works incredible yes. sorry. totally creeps me out <laughs> it's like sorry i didn't hear that and you're like i wasn't talking to yeah. you yeah and i wasn't saying anything that even comes close to the word alexa yeah you can also change the name. I don't know. This is also kind of comical. You can change those to addressing them differently, but there's only two. You can either call it Alexa or you can call it computer. And they're like, we know you don't want to say that shit. Yeah, you so you're going to say Alexa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they won't, they won't do it. Like, we just know you're not going to say computer. You might as well call it unicorn or something <laughs> like, 
no one wants to be like, hey, unicorn, like middle of the, yes. you know, so I don't know. I don't know how what's going to happen, but all I'm saying is these outdoor games, I feel like it's going to pick up even more steam purely yeah. from a, from the doomsday crowd. Right. That's possible. Possible. Kyle's like, I'm T- kind of into it. Today, today we, I'm more into to hunting, but yeah, I guess I, I don't, I wouldn't you know like what to do. You like fitness and you like shooting. Yeah. They're combining them and you're going to tell me, nah, not for um, me. No, I mean, I would <laughs> do it. Me. I just feel like, uh, you know. It, it seems like an expensive hobby, and I also wouldn't know where to start with it. Um, so today, for everybody who's listening, mark this down. Kyle's yeah, going to do it. We have so. we have uh, we have the draft here in uh, Kansas City in uh, three Jeff, hours. Jeff almost got arrested. Yep. Um, that was a big moment in Jeff's life where he almost got arrested. Um, I've I've been arrested. This was nothing. This make is, sure this makes it in the podcast. We're talking about some illegal shit real quick. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, it's not actually legal. So just uh, my, you hear don't, me out. It's something's illegal about so it. So I show, so I show Thatcher Ooh. this, which is what's on the front of all the golf carts. I go down to scout out the draft of what it's going to look like and the and the theater and everything. A couple of days ago, I'm in my own golf cart. I see a handful of golf carts parked, and I recognize, okay, this is going to be like the credentials. Yeah. So take a picture. Thatcher gets mm. me this one. <laughs> I get That's it. Pr- I printed at UPS. Are you really store. not going to have CEO on there, Thatcher? I mean, it should have been Jeff Wasserman, th- CEO. Um, so it gets it gets worse. So no, I I I then print this off at UPS store for three dollars. I get two copies, just in case. And uh, I show up today. I got it. I got it scotch taped on the front. It looks pretty legit though. And uh, I'm like, I got Christmas lights on my golf cart. I've got a cooler. I've got blankets. Like, there's no part of me that looks professional. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing a lanyard. I mean, I am looking really, really, really suspect. And I know that because I'm not really up to anything yet, right? I'm just showing up to the draft and seeing where I can set up shop to just put my blanket down, right? I go there and then I see this like golf cart entrance. I start pulling in there. You need to go to this uh, the vehicle screening uh, first, which means like they have like a, dr- a drug dog yeah. sniff you out, a bomb dog, 100%. So like they did all the things. So I, call, I come around to the screening and they're like, the drug dog didn't find anything on you. Not at all. Wow. Nope. Wasn't bringing any nothing. So I, I go around the, I go around. The, you had it keistered. <laughs> nice. I don't even nice. know what that means. Only drug people know what that means. You know what that so means. So I, uh, I go around, I go around this like roundabout and there's like a whole lane of like officers, very intimidating oh, presence yeah. to be showing up to if you're trying to pass yourself off as something else. So I go around this like area and I'm again it's just me by myself and I'm like oh dude like this is not like the level of like I want to go through like if it's like one security guy there's like five cops drug dog like it's just too much it's like you're driving in from Mexico so I pull in and I'm just like honest like this I'm, is not this is not what you're used to in the normal parade that you're certainly used not to, to yeah. certainly not and any of the other things I've done so they're in like in, and there's no place for a golf cart to fit in like it is straight up like you're not getting past so I go through and immediately this woman hands me a, a wristband that's like to get into every single area that you could possibly get into and just hand this it to me. This is the worst person to give this wristband to. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely like and then nuclear and she, bomb she, she, of a decision. I'm wearing, I'm, I'm using the, I got my golf cart. It's got the stuff on and, and it looks legit enough to where this woman just was like, here you go. Go on to the drug screening. I go down to the drug screening. Pee in a cup. None of that. None of that, but but the the Did I, you go bend up, over I, I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the vehicle screening was. I thought it was like you have to have credentials, you have to like mm-hmm. check a box, you have to like you know look at a clipboard, whatever. This was just the drug dog or the bomb squad dog. Gives a roundabout. They said you're good. She hands me a screen that says like vehicle screening pass, whatever, and I'm like okay, where do I go though? 
Like, where am I? I'm like, where is the golf cart entrance? And like, it's across the street to the left. And, um, you know, I guess I just took too long or asked too many questions because then a guy comes like, I'm starting to pull away. Oh, no. This guy comes pulling up. He's like, hey, hold on one moment. And I'm like, no. <laughs> he comes up. He pulls up next to me. He said, where's your creds? Dropping lingo on me, just like that. Yeah. Where's, where's your creds? My credentials. I said, oh, man, they haven't gotten with me yet. I'm trying to get a hold of, <laughs> I'm trying to get a hold of my boss right now to try to figure out where to meet him up to grab those. And he's like, who are you? Are you, are you who are you with? Are you with the draft? I was oh, like, Jeff no. Wasserman. I, he's like, who's Jeff Wasserman? I said, I'm Jeff Wasserman. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I should have just put KRBZ. Uh, <laughs> you should have. I know. This was a flaw. In your- Definite flaw. Because I could have gone with that all day long. Um, anywho, I did not, I put my name. He goes, who's Jeff Wasser? I said, I'm Jeff Wasser. And he's like, who are you with? I'm like, the chiefs. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm the like, worst answer. He's like, dude, I work for the yes. chiefs. What the fuck who are you, you talking about? Uh, Let me football. be clear. I'm this with is football. An, this is an, hey, hey, hey. This is where you're off, Kyle. I, this, I is an NFL, this is an NFL sanctioned event. This is an NFL event. The chiefs have nothing to do with it. When I say they have nothing to do with it, they have fucking nothing to do with it. There's nothing about the Chiefs there. So why would I say the Chiefs too then? Because like they're not putting on the event. So I shouldn't have said anything about the Chiefs either, but not for the reason you think. So I was like, um, I was like, here's the thing, man. I'm not trying to do anything besides set up a blanket for my girlfriend and I tonight. (laughs) And I'm just trying to get in. So where's the best place to do that? I'm just trying to follow the rules. Tell me where to go. And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to help you out, man. If you go down there, they're going to tell you you need credentials too. So like, don't go down there. Mm -hmm. So you can go around to like, you know, entrance two or whatever around this street, go down Broadway, make a left on Pershing, blah, blah, blah. You can get in there. I said, okay, cool. Thank you. And that was it, right? I get all the way down there. I see Bryce Lobb from Unavita Bellway just on the street. He's definitely like, what the fuck are you doing? He knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce and I are real friends. He knew what I was doing. So he's just egging me on. I get down to Pershing and I pull up and there's like four cops on four wheelers. And there's like, you come here. And I was like, okay. You yeah. know, I pull up to the cops. They're like, and he like looks over at his friend or whatever. And he's like, is this the guy? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is where you get arrested. Nice. I'm glad you made it out in time. hundred percent, hundred percent. So they're like, well, we got word. There was a guy impersonating an NFL official vehicle going around here. And I was like, there's no part of me that's trying to impersonate an NFL official vehicle. I have Christmas lights on this golf cart, sir. <laughs> I have a chief's cooler full of beer. Yeah. Um, I don't know about any officials, NFL officials driving around looking like this, but it's not me. They're like, oh, they just said you had like a Super Bowl placard. And I was like, no, but I do have a draft memento with my name on it, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was like, that's not me. And he was like getting on the phone. He's like, hold on one second. We got to make some calls. We got to radio. So people are going to get somebody down here. I'm like, oh no, don't ever the, get somebody down here. So it became the awkward, like principal's office <laughs> sitting, right? Like you're just like, I don't know if I'm in trouble. Am I not in trouble? But I got to like, call wait. my mom. So I, I call my like house cleaners. Like, Hey, I might be a little behind. I'm like, damn it. I'm trying to be somewhere. They, they eventually just let me go, but I had to like give them my ID they had to like take a picture of me in the golf cart. So I made sure to smile and like finger guns yeah. it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they were like, all right, you're good, man. But they did ask if we could take that NFL uh, official looking placard off the front. And I was like, dude, this is a, this is like a souvenir for me. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is mine. <laughs> and they're like, you know, they're like, it's just got, I'm like, all right, dude, that's fine. I got two of them. 
<laughs> and I handed it back to him, and I, and I promise there was no like condescending tone or being. Dude, a dick you're to on him. the terrorist watch list now. But they definitely had all my information. Like, you live around here? I was like, yeah. They're like, well, you're free to go, man. You know, and they let me like park special, right? And uh, to walk to run in and set up my blanket or whatever. And then uh, I slipped the uh, landmark security guy a twenty to keep an eye on my blanket. Oh, I was sure about to say this blanket no deal. I think yeah. I feel like I would just fucking throw it out of the way. I said, yeah. "Hey, could you please set me aside? Um, like, find some old people that maybe could get off their feet and ask them if they'd like to lay on the blanket and just chill while they're waiting for the show to start." And uh, he said, "Absolutely." And then he sent me this picture of two old ladies sitting on my blanket. Nice. And he's like, "Yeah, dude, they're super appreciative. Thanks for letting them use your blanket in the meantime." And so they're holding it down so for you, me. You have an Airbnb at the draft, basically. Oh, More or less. Anyways, dude. it was awesome. They're, so we're like right in front of the stage. Hopefully it's there when we get there. Did they take your wristband? They definitely took oh. my wristband. And I never got it in the first I place. I was waiting for that. When like, I, you know, I said to them, they're like, are you going into the event? Yeah. And I was like, no. I wasn't planning on like working the event. Like, are you working the event? And I said, no. And she goes, just yoink right out of my hand. Just was like, nope, never mind. And I was like, oh, can I have one anyway? Because I kind of want to. I kind of want to go in there now. <laughs> She's like, no. And then, you know, the irony of it all, the wristband just said Pro Bowl. It was a green Pro Bowl wristband. <laughs> like, uh, they're, the NFL's cheap enough to hold on to some wristbands from the Pro Bowl and reuse them at the draft. Noted like, that the NFL takes security a little bit more serious than the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, God. That's good awesome. times. So, anyways, about the draft, where do you think we're going? Are we getting, is, are the Kansas City Chiefs going to get D Hop? Is the real question. Uh, I, word on the street is not happening. Look no. this up. I need confirmation here, Luke. But Luke, Luke, look this up. Clyde Edwards Alaire posted a tweet with a heartbreak emoji. I saw that. We were just talking about that earlier today. What does was that about? Doesn't make me feel any kind of way. I mean, he so might just be thinking out. because he knows we're going to draft another running back this year, which we are. We're just going to. Be, yeah. I don't know what yeah. round, but we're definitely run, drafting another yeah. running back this year. So we'll see what plays out. I don't know if D Hop's coming to us because he has that fat salary. So he might have to get released first and then sign a friendly sign. deal. Yeah. Well, but the other um, team they were talking about was the Bills, though. And Bills. Like, you know, we don't want that. We really don't no. want that. No. Yeah. We, we don't, don't need the Bills getting any any I help. The, the rumor that I heard was, you know, it's it's just the Bills of the Chiefs at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I heard that he's going somewhere and it's going to happen before the draft. Really. I'm thinking, this was like two days ago, though. So I, I'm thinking it's. It, I think for sure it's happening after the draft. You think so? That's my. I mean, we are. Pretty close to the draft at this point. So because here's the, and the reason exactly. I'm saying that is because if you're trading for him before the draft, before they release him, they they have to work out some kind of a financial deal right. because no one can afford him. He's just got this bloated salary, right. and all the teams have very little money to work with, and they got to sign all their draft picks first. Yeah, because that's the actual priority, right? Right. So after that, then you know how much money you're working with, what you have against the cap, and so forth. So just you know, this is just my my take. I bet you it waits. It, it happens after the draft, and they probably have to release them. What do you think? The Chiefs stay where they're at, or do you think they move up? I think they move up. Yeah. I'm very, I'm fairly positive they're going to move up because it just depends on who follows them. But because yeah. they have, I think they typically have anywhere like from 15 to 20 first round grades mm -hmm. on players. Yeah. And so if you are at, down at 31 and you have nine other picks behind you that you can use to help right. move up, yeah. There are some teams like, I think, what's one of them? Um, pa not Patriot. Patriots are always a good one. But maybe the Rams, the Rams only have, I think, five picks. There's a team that only has five picks that's in the early 20s. Yeah. And they're going to want to acquire more picks, of course. Yeah. So we can go up and trade with them, give them a couple, mm -hmm. give them a third and like a sixth. And then we get to go up there and get who yeah. we want. Like we, did, we did last year. You know, yeah. We went and got Trent McDuffie. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's in KC, so mm-hmm. um, we were just talking about it earlier today. They, they're going to make a big splash for the you know the hometown. It's the first time it's ever been here. Nine fifty eight a.m. What do you think he got heartbroken over? Oh, I don't know. I'll never forget after uh, the Rams drafted Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. There was a rookie named Zach Stacy who we drafted in the oh, fifth I round. Zach Stacy, yeah, yeah, fifth rounder from Wake Forest the right. year prior. He almost rushed for a thousand yards yeah. his rookie year. Yeah, and when. He, you know, it'd be like the same thing as Pacheco, like what he would say after we drafted a first round running back. Right. And uh, he just tweeted like uh, a surprised as hell emoji. Yeah. And was like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and literally they released him the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like during the second round of the draft, they yeah. already they traded him the next day. It was pretty crazy. Gurley was a freak of nature, man. Mm-hmm. But if he just didn't, you know, those get, knees. Yep. Yeah. A lot of miles on those like tires together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, but he, he was good when he was. When he was good. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone you're 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 thinking that we should draft? Like who's who's the guy for you? I don't know. I mean, I'm I was kind of hoping I would. I, it within the draft, it's so hard because you know nothing's a sure thing, and I'd rather have a player that's established, or you know, if we sure. need to trade somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a, a established receiver or something like that. So, um, I'll be honest, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to college football, so I don't know a lot of the guys that are coming out. You know, the the big names. Um, you know, we could definitely use somebody on offense, somebody for Pat to throw to besides, you know, Kelsey. Yeah, we mm-hmm. dumped all of our receivers, so right. we got we have, to. We have Sky Moore we drafted in the second round last year. Mm-hmm. We have Kadarius Tony, who was a first-round yeah. draft Kadarius two years Tony, ago. Yeah. So I think you got three receivers in the form of Kelsey, Moore, and you got Kadarius Tony that can all, you know, make an impact. Yeah. So we'll see. I think they're going to get one more piece, but they already signed Watson. Yeah, that's right. That's so what I was thinking since they already signed Watson, and who am I missing? Who's the other receiver? Well, they I'm got sure another guy from the Giants, and they trade for somebody. Oh, Richie James. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Richie James is yeah. a punt returner. He's going to be a. He's he's a quick. He's a, he's might be another McColl, if you will. Yeah. So I think if you're these are the three players. I'm mark my words. It'll be Zay Flowers. Yeah. We could trade up to get Zay Flowers. It just yeah. depends on where he falls. Yeah. Um, Mazzy Smith, I believe his name is Mazzy. Mm-hmm. Might be saying that wrong. Don't quote me. But he's what, are, what are these positions, Jeff? So wide receiver Zay Flowers from mm-hmm. Boston College. His his weird knock. He's only five nine, and he's probably really actually five eight if we're being honest. And he's Can super we get quick a and agile. Big procession receiver. Like is somebody replaced Juju, even though he wasn't what we were expecting him to mm-hmm. be. Totally. Yeah, I think. Um, I think that like I'm with you on that. Like it, it scares the shit out of me to have another tiny receiver. Right. right. Another. We, I mean, like, man, the Chiefs love him, right? D'Anthony mm-hmm. Thomas, McCall right. Hardman, Tyreek, so on and so forth. Uh, but they end up usually doing pretty well for us. Yeah. So Zay Flowers, he's not some guy that's going to be on the outside. So I don't know how that works out. But, like, he's apparently just, like, a god when it comes to route running. Mm. And Travis Kelsey was, like, gushing on him on NFL Live and was just like, that dude runs routes, like, crazy. So I'm sure he'll just be always wide open. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's who Mahomes loves to throw to is the person that's just going to, and I can just imagine him now, like when the stuff breaks down, that dude's going to get wide open. So I think we, I'm, I used to not like that idea of us getting Zay flowers, but now I'm kind of hoping for him. Yeah. There's also Jordan Addison from USC. If he falls to us, we get, but Mazzy Smith's D tackle from Michigan. He would be the absolute best pick. I think. Yeah. We need a D tackle. And he's like a dude that's a strong interior rusher, but also can play DN. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like a they, um, there's a, some kind of athletic scale that they go off of, and he um, on like somebody's list of like uh, freaks to watch on uh, NFL draft right. athletic freaks. He was number one rated wow. at D tackle from Michigan. Hmm. What's so, he projected to go at? Uh, he's he's projected to be a late first rounder, early second rounder, and okay. then there's also Darnell Washington, who could be a ridiculous pickup for us from Georgia. He's a six seven tight end that decided to start playing tight end like 
few years ago. Right. He's a massive dude. We've got some good tight ends. Right. Yeah. So that's to say, they think because this is a super like deep draft for the tight ends, they might pick up a tight end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might be the year to, to start grooming somebody. Right. Right. So yeah, we'll see good. how it plays out. Now, you are in Martin City. Yes. You live there. No. No. Where do you live? Lee Summit. So you're close. Correct. And there is close a Martin enough. City Brewery in there is a Lee Martin Summit, City brewery, to be yes. fair. Yeah. Um, so we ask everybody this. Best barbecue in Kansas City. You have people coming to visit. Where do you take them? Oh, gosh. Um, you get one pick. I get one the pick. The best. For me, oh, it's going to go between either Joe's or Q39. Um, gun to your head. Gun to my head. <laughs> gun to your head. <laughs> I'm probably going to go Joe's. Oh, wow. You're going to get yourself a sandwich over a barbecue? Jeff's going to really hound you about this. The, no, Z, I, hey, the dude, Z-Man is good. The most it recent of the famous barbecue spots we have, the most recent I've had is uh, Joe's. Joe's. And Joe's. I had, of course, the Rocket Pig, which is yeah. so underrated. Yeah. There. And it's phenomenal. But I still think I'm like, it's a sandwich place first. Did you agree? That. Someone said this to me. Someone was like trashing Joe's over, which is not a negative thing. It's just, it is a, it's more of a, it's more of a sandwich. It's more of a mm-hmm. lunch spot. You're not going there, even though everybody probably have like amazing ribs and burn ends. But right. If your famous, most famous thing is a sandwich, it's like, well, now you got a lot of other things in the mix, right? Yeah. Now you got bread, you got cheese, you got onion rings. I do, I do like. Uh, it's not just the meat, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you're talking about barbecue places that have ambiance, you know, I would rather go to like a Q39 where they're actually yeah. going to like come give me a menu, right. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> versus like standing in line. Right. But you know, if you're talking about meats, mm, you know. Arby's, right? Arby's. <laughs> we have the meats. Talking about meats. You're talking about meats. Talking about You're Arby's. Talking about Arby's. Now, that, now that's some good branding. Arby's, dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Appreciate you coming on, dude. Is there yeah. anything else you want to uh, to let everybody know or, or promote or you want to throw your, out your Instagram or MC's Instagram? Oh, man. Um, I don't even know if I know my Instagram handle. Oh, you got it. Okay. Nathan M. <laughs> It's like in our Martin or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, oh. it made it such a long ago. Oh, yeah, it is Nathan. Nathan M. Wow, Jeff. <laughs> Secret admirer. That. Almost like as if I appreciate details. Yeah, there, there I was go. even going to guess 65, but I didn't want to commit. Because <laughs> I was like, I mean, like he wasn't born in that year. No. But hey, hey, the, old real, real, the old football number. That's real quick, we got to throw number. this out because uh, Nathan, what, what was the rogue challenge that you did? Uh, the bike one? Yes. Oh, God. It was uh, five minutes for max calories. Five minutes like for max calories. How many calories was it that you got? I'm going to guess. It was like 144, maybe? Oof. 144? I think that's it. If anybody listening to this can beat that, was, I will give you $1,000. Mm, there were several people who beat it. They were like, No, in the mm, world. I'm like talking nine. about that's listening to this. There was <laughs> nine people in the world something that beat like, you? Something like that. Yeah. There's not many people in the world that can beat this, and they're definitely not listening to this podcast. That was probably about it. I didn't get anything else out of it. And and you (laughs) completely screwed yourself up for like a week. He couldn't talk, and he had a cough. It was was very bad for a week. (laughs) Give yourself a rabdo? Something, yeah. Damaged something in my esophagus to where if I took a too deep of a breath, I was coughing. He almost died, is the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pneumonia. Well, dude, thank you for coming on, man. We love you. appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so much for being here, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. That is all. Hit the button.